Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Current Review on Central News, our platform where we give you current reviews in in terms of the current affairs that are lying into the country. And you know, the current review is hosted by me, Deb Hokoti, and my colleague, Mr. Tamsangma, who's currently on his way. And, and today it's a special edition. We know we always come to you live on Tuesday. And today, since it's my birthday, we're having another episode. And <laughs> we're going to be talking something very interesting today on my birthday, the worst part. And, no, and I don't know why I always have to talk about serious things on my birthday. And I, I, and I was hoping for when it comes to my birthday, I get to talk about fun things. You know, for a year, I'm how old I'm turning. And I yeah, know we're not getting younger, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm getting into the youth and era, so... Hey, it's going to be interesting. But today what we'll be talking about, we'll be, we saw something very interesting in the past week whereby the Free State, uh, the Cogta Department, uh, I mean, Human Settlement, my apologies, I beg your pardon. The Human Settlement Department was sending over 600 million rands of funding. That was a grant that was supposed to be used to eradicate asbestos. We all know about the whole history of asbestos in the province and the drama that actually unfolded in the, in the past years about the roofing and what asbestos has been causing to people. And it's funny how when you read these bulletins, you get to hear for a, um, 600 million has to be sent back to treasury that is not being utilized for those particular projects that needs to be helped. And right now, while the country is going through the most and people, they lack jobs, they lack opportunities. There's money that's just been sent back to Treasury. And the saddest thing about this whole situation is that you find when you speak to Treasury or certain departments, everybody's talking about cost containment, budget cutting. Hey, there's no money. There's no service delivery is lacking because of cost containment. But you have a department that is sending over 600 million rand to treasure saying they couldn't use it they couldn't remove asbestos i mean like what's so difficult for you to appoint a service provider who's gonna remove those asbestos roofs and put in a new roof and you just pay him and he creates jobs because there's people that are sitting at home and they're not getting jobs i don't know what's difficult about this because our politicians or government they tend to to make things difficult for no reason but anyway that's my opinion but in that situation what i'm gonna say we're going to be having a conversation with the EFF Provincial Secretary, Mr. Bosanku Usimanga, whom I know very well. And he's a good speaker. He's a good speaker. I know he might challenge me on a couple of things, but we're going to get his opinion <laughs> in terms of the overall 600, to 600 million. It sounds like a lot. Mr. Usimanga. How are you on Tebo? I'm good, my brother. I'm I'm good on this beautiful, lovely, sunny, not too hot day, and yeah. But I'm I'm a bit concerned with over six hundred million that has to go back to treasury because of non-delivery. So yeah, what, yeah. What's your overall take, especially from you as the EFF in the Free State Province, when you hear? of such money that has to be sent back to Treasury because the department couldn't even spend a cent on a single project like that? Uh, uh, let, let's correct it to say it's not for asbestos. This one is for 
RDP houses. Or RDP uh, houses. Yeah, it was particularly to ensure that people, they have roof on top of their heads, they have houses that will give them dignity at the ultimate act. Yeah, the money is 600,000, and then what for one house is 180. If you are to calculate and make correct calculations, uh, in you numerical terms, 600 million. If you are yeah. to calculate how many houses could have been built, it's 3,300 houses that were supposed to have been built in Free State. 3,000. Uh, yeah, yeah, 3,300 houses that were supposed, new houses that were supposed to be built in Free State. And remember, it was going to create some uh, injection into the economy of Free State. Uh, it was going to create uh, some uh, temporary jobs, especially those who are doing, who are in construction. Mm. Uh, especially now, but we are the first on the ball to say this is wrong, cannot be tolerated anymore. Uh, to take money, to take such a lot of money back to treasury. Remember, even uh, uh, Auditor General expressed views for past years, almost a decade, to say. There's lack of political will on the part of the leadership mm. uh, to implement consequence management. There are no consequences. 600 million is back to treasury, and it will be allocated to other provinces that are performing. So houses that were supposed to be built in free state will be built in other provinces, which are really taking their people serious. Here at home, uh, our people, they have themselves, uh, they are on their own. They, uh, they will have to see to it how do they get out of this uh, mess that uh, it's happening as a result of lazy uh, government officials. But do because... you think, I'm, I'm sorry to, to jump in like that, but do you think the whole process whereby now you can't find, you can't implement such a project. Because right now, when you speak to different departments, especially even human settlement themselves, they will tell you mm -hmm. about cost containment, things, budget that needs to be cut in. But here you are, you are sitting with over 600 million that's supposed to build houses, that's supposed to deliver service delivery and actually inject into the economy. And they are not spending money. What do you think is the actual problem with them? spending money is it because they can't find a competent competent service provider or what do you think is going on uh we found our small onion investigation mm. uh, what this thing happened 2022 2023 um uh, uh, financial uh, year then you had the MEC, who's now a premier, Mpolisi Tukwan, was mm. overseeing, which means that this is a failure of the premier. And the, the, the current MEC is, is saying it's not me, but does not say who's, who's responsible for this mess. Uh, he's scared to say Premier Tukwan is responsible for this mess. 
Uh, he's saying whoever did this uh, spitting uh, in the face of the poor and the working class. He must say it openly that Dukwana is spitting on the face of the poor and the working class. He must not talk in tongues here. So we, we, we are having a very serious challenge of uh, people who, who, who refuse uh, to implement what we call consequence management. If I was a, an MEC, they would have fired people. I do not want to, uh, to lie. I would have fired people. Because this thing, what uh, really bothers us is that it's happening for the fourth year. Mm. Uh, this thing happening. It's happening for the, it's the fourth year taking money back without consequence management. And the reason this situation is happening in a manner that is happening is because these officials, I'm told that uh, the premier, the, the, the current premier, who was the MEC then, he had a problem that is working with people of uh, the then premier, Isma Khashule. And if uh, these tenders were to go through, which means the money was going to be given to Mahashule, uh, indirectly it was going to benefit out of the whole thing. So as a result, they had to sabotage this project up until now. But who is the biggest loser here? Is the residents of Free State, the citizens of Free State, are the biggest losers as a result of ego. Mm. As a result of ego from the current premier, who felt that he people of Free State rather lose everything than uh, his erstwhile friend gaining maybe out of that thing. We we do not care who's going to, to gain out of tendering processes. He doesn't trust these people. He can't work with them. To an extent that he had to surrender 600 million, which was supposed to have built houses for people. So they were busy sabotaging each other. People of free state needs to know what kind of people we are having who are busy sabotaging each other instead of implementing a project. These are people who know exactly what is expected of them. These are people who have been implementing projects before. They know how to carry out this work. So it's a clear sabotage uh, informed by internal squabbles of the African National Congress. So you, you believe how it's internal. And we, and we, we recently saw the current MEC for that Department of Human Settlement, he did mention concern uh, in terms of, he expressed his views actually and his concern over the surrounding, surrounding of the funds to the National Treasury. Now, in this regard, do you believe for his, let me, let me rather say his statement where he's expressing his concern about the surrender because there was one statement he issued uh, i remember i read it i read it on one of the bulletins where he said no we're not gonna surrender money but we're just gonna find a way to implement the project but however now treasury is saying when are we taking back the money do you think Jorge, his concern or statements are genuine due to the fact that Jorge, you mentioned the part that Jorge, the current premier who has been the mec for human settlement back then had the opportunity to, to implement, but now concerns that due to political issues within them that concerned other people, the project couldn't be implemented. Now we're sitting here, we are close to 2024, houses were promised, 3,000 houses cannot be delivered to the people, meaning there's 3,000 homes that are sitting out there that were promised houses, and today they're sitting without a roof. Do you think an MEC, when he says, I'm not going to surrender, I'll come up with a plan. Do you think he's being genuine 
or he, is he just making a statement in jail to stop the whole entire process? What's your opinion about that? Uh, MEC was just uh, spinning the whole thing. Was he's more is one MEC was concerned about himself more than the department. Uh, the, the reality of the situation is that it's not immune from decisions of the ANC. They will tell you about collective decision. And mm. this thing happened uh, under their watchful eyes of the Provincial Executive Committee of the ANC while they were busy, they were appointed as a, what do you call this thing? Um, interim leadership core of the Free State. So mm. it's not like these people were not reporting to them. They were reporting to them as ruling party. So he knew exactly what has happened. But in terms of government, a person who was in charge was the premier of the then premier, the, the then MEC, who's current premier of free state, was the one who's mm. responsible. So he knows exactly about this mess. So he must not try to take himself out of this mess. He, they were basically overseeing every department in free state as the ANC. They must not behave as if it's not ANC which is leading the province of free state. It's ANC that leads the province of free state, it's a fact. And it's ANC-led Department of Human Settlement that surrendered more than 600 million rent to the department to back to treasure, national treasure. It's a fact. So him trying to spin this thing to say people were not going to uh, lose money back to the uh, treasury, oh, yeah. uh, swearing as if there's, there's something that you could do. He knew that there's nothing you could do. But he, he was simply trying to project himself as holier than though. He's part of the problem. This thing, even though he was not an MEC then, he was part of people who were overseeing this thing because he was part of that leadership core that uh, was overseeing the whole process while Memantombel was still a premier. It's them who were overseeing these things. They, If they were taking their work serious, they would have observed the trend to say, the way things are, it looks like we're going to lose money because the way government works, every quarter there's a report that will come from government where you will have to uh, assess as to whether how far are you uh, in terms of the work is concerned. If it's 25% work first quarter, it tells you that you are on the line. But if it's mm. less than uh, 25% of a work which has been done, it's a red flag on its own that needs to be challenged and say, how do we put measures in place to avoid mm. a situation where we'll be losing money to other provinces? But so second me. quarter... Okay. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear second you. quarter, it will be uh, 50% of work, or you should have spent at least minimum of 50% of your budget. If you have not spent more than that, you know there's a problem. It's a red flag. You should have known mm. by then. And including MEC, because it was part of the Provincial Executive Committee of the ANC, which is interim, which was uh, appointed by Cyril Ramapos, he should have seen from there that there's a danger coming. Third uh, quarter, 75% is not spent. It tells you it's less than 10, uh, 20% and it's third quarter. They should have uh, requested uh, to get answers. They should have demanded to know what is happening within the department by then. 
to say, let's call everyone. What measures can we take? Because no longer business as usual, we're about to lose money. What must happen? Uh, convener, policy do come here, MEC, tell us what is the problem. How can we best intervene? Mm. And then th fourth quarter, the money goes back. And mm. he comes here, he claims as if he did not know. He was part of those people. His uh, failure, it's a failure of policy Dukwana, including Toto and the collective. If he's talking about spitting in the face of the poor, yes, police was the face of the department, but himself included. He knew he was part of that leadership which was overseeing the process. They failed our people. The people must see ANC for what it is. Now, in this regard, what is the EFF doing about this process in terms of the money that's been sent back? Look, we went to a portfolio committee. We raised this issue sharply, even when it was they were trying to downplay it within the committee. We were the first to say, ah, we can't downplay this thing. There has to be consequence management. Even now, last uh, 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 yesterday, we had a sitting of the legislature where we're holding them accountable to say we demand there be consequence management. Whoever who has done this, really has to be consequences. Auditor General has been talking that there's lack of political will on the part of the leadership. We're forcing them to ensure that there be consequence management. But ANC knowing them, uh, they are basically boosting about their majority and then they're imposing majority on us. They're not listening on us, to us. So it's up to the citizens, uh, uh, the dwellers of free state to say, it's high time you have a chance next year to change the, the, the setup. If you don't change, these things will continue to happen. In fact, this thing, for it to be known, it was EFF, which has been all over, including challenging the department, going to a media, exposing this situation, because this thing can happen for the fourth time, and then we behave as, as business as usual. We have exposed this thing. We have engaged the, the, the leadership of the ANC around this, even yesterday in the city of legislature. We requested there be consequence management, but they pretended as if they don't know, they don't hear us. You know why there will not be consequence management? Because some of these government officials, they know uh, uh, some skeleton yana of this leadership. That's why this leadership is paralyzed, can't do anything to implement consequence management, including requesting the then MEC, who is now a premier, to say, can't you resign? Uh, no one has got to talk about such issues, except EFM. It's us who have been all over around about this issue. Now, still, now, just something just came to my attention this past weekend, whereby I... I, I was actually watching one of the, uh, you guys had, the EFF had what you call the, the Ground Forces Forum, whereby mm. the party leader, Mr. Julius Malema, was there. And he made some statements regarding Metzimaholu, whereby he mm. did mention, oh, there's some officials that are actually turning a blind eye to the corruption by Kopta, by Free State MEC Dodomakume. And there's conflict that there's com there's com king. Yeah, they, there's issues especially about around state resources being utilized for personal gains. What's your take about that, actually? Look, 
Corruption should be corruption. It should never be tolerated. Whether you are wearing red or you are wearing pink or green, black, green and gold, corruption should be corruption. And we should talk about corruption even if it's done by some of us within our ranks, the ranks of EFF, we must talk about corruption. That's how a principal leader should do. And we're happy to be having a leader like President Malema who does not see only wrong things when are done in other political parties. Even where it's uncomfortable to say, he continues to, to talk the truth as it is and then to try to guide his own fighters to say, you must run away from these characters. These dubious characters are going to taint you moving forward. So do you... And, when, when, when he spoke about personal gains and, and corruption that is happening at Metimahon, do you know what he was referring to? Because it's what I'm trying to get my thoughts around to saying, as much as you're saying he's a leader who points out issues and he addresses them directly heads on. But I want mm -hmm. to understand for what happens if he finds for a member of the EFF is in coalition and is making uh, uh, utilizing state resources for themselves. What happens to a member of the EFF who's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar? Oh, we fire such a person. <laughs> you don't play. Bona, just follow us. Just follow us. Uh, if it's, it's investigated and we have a proof, oh, we're not going to play. There's Tina, we have what we call consequence management. In the, we don't tolerate nonsense in the EFF. Mm. We definitely we don't we don't tolerate corruption. We don't tolerate uh, ill behavior by members of EFF because we know if we do not clean EFF now, it's likely to be the same as this former liberation movement that is called ANC today. We need to be decisive. We must never at any point compromise principle uh, because of uh, uh, we want to remain relevant. We'd rather be unpopular, we'd rather be the few, but knowing exactly that the few the better, but you be able to build remember principle all of them. Now, now that we'll you're, never you're being specific. And for, for you being specific like that, earlier you, you made a EFF made a call out to the to the premier to take action against those that uh, can't spend their money and continue to enjoy the benefit. What consequences were you guys referring to when you say the premier must take action, and what should major, what steps should be put in place in order to make sure how such things they don't happen anymore. The first action that premier must take is is to resign, and those who helped him not to spend money, there has to be consequence management. That's what we are saying. They must be charged. They must come and explain themselves why six hundred million is not spent. When on each and every month we pay them salaries without faith, but they are failing to spend uh, 600 million, which is meant for the poor to get houses. Why are we paying but, them? When we go to your, to your house, when 600 million, what are we, were we paying you for? There has to be consequence management. Heads should roll so that it should send a clear message throughout the province 
When you are a public servant, it's about the people. It's not about yourself. You must always be but on it, your toes. You, you, know, you know what we did, ne? and we're blamed mm. at some point in the CFF. There was a clarion call uh, this year earlier to say uh, we must organize buses, everyone must play a role in ensuring that uh, our 10th anniversary becomes a success, a huge success. I remember in, that. In instilling culture of accountability, we found that there about 200 people who did not uh, align with a mandate of the organization. And in line with ensuring that there be accountability, everyone had to account. Even those whom we love most, we had to expel them out of the organization because we believe that we cannot compromise element of consequence management if we are calling ourselves accountability, if we are calling ourselves a government in waiting. Mm. That's, that's what ANC that, must do. Yeah. So do you believe that's ANC, ANC is too lenient on its members and that is why there's so much unaccountability and so much irresponsibility that has been taken here? But Obama to allow one as really, my brother. You can send hundred million back and and see nothing wrong with it. So that's why even those officials in that department, we do not have a department there in that thing called human settlement. Everyone wakes it's a jarra travel. Obama Lagamami never draw and the vice go wakes it to a mole, come to it gets cuts come by luck with that. Why get it to a mole? So for us to correct that situation, it will demand of ANC to, to, to rethink how they are doing things. But they spoke about renewal. That renewal will have mean, meant that they will change the way they do things in government to do yeah. them in such a manner that they put the interest of the masses at heart. At whatever they do, they put the interest of the masses at heart. But it's not happening. Because even that renewal is up to the voters of Free State, it's up to the voters of South Africa uh, to really rethink about the way they are doing things. These people, in fact, they've been doing this thing for quite some time. I might be talking about four years, but this thing has happened more than four years. Because they've been given power in so many uh, times, but things are getting worse and worse and worse. I'm not moving from west to bed they are moving from bed to west so it's so up now, to our own people to decide and if they continue to retain such people in power it's up to them so now in in closing um what program of action do you as the ef have have planned for such issues should there be any other issues that's going to arise due to the fact that or, right now you have one department that is sending money back to treasury almost 600 million last year there was one department which is arts and culture also that sent back over 25 million rent that was supposed to go towards arts development in the province and nothing was done much nothing was said it's still business as usual but you as the opposition which is EFF that is also contesting to be in power. What program of action do you guys have in mind that will actually come up with mechanics to make sure oh, we don't have such going forward and people get to benefit from what government programs supposed to be towards the people? 
my brother, uh, here in our province, one thing that we must acknowledge is mm. that uh, even the institutions uh, that are supposed to hold these people accountable, uh, because of a tyranny of majority, because ANC is the one which is constituting majority, uh, majority is blocking us from doing anything. We are members of parliament. In parliament, even if you propose, and we will continue to propose, we have proposed now uh, to portfolio committee of uh, public accounts in the province to go and check everything, to check as to whether, uh, especially human settlement, to check this thing, is it in light, the, 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 the money which is out, is there a value for money out of money that has been taken out? Which will mean that if you are saying you have done, you have spent 75 million on asbestos, it will mean you have, at the very same time, there should be many houses uh, who, which have been, uh, where asbestos have been removed. If situation is not like that, we must begin to ask very difficult questions. But in this thing, this journey, which is painful. We cannot uh, be traveling alone. We need media to be there as we continue to expose these things, help us expose these things, help us to ensure that there be culture of accountability in this ANC government, which is corrupt. So we need media to be moving along with us as we continue to make sure that these people, they do account. We request that there be a campaign where we'll be doing oversight as a project. In that uh, oversight, we'll be checking everything, every cent which is spent, is it worth what we have spent it on? So we'll be embarking on such a project. And where we find that things uh, we have spent on is not worth what we have spent on, we'll definitely open a case. We're going to open cases and we're calling on those who are supposed to be performing a task of arresting oh. and ensuring that people are being prosecuted. They should stop taking briberies because we have a problem where in every state where we are opening cases and cases are not uh, being taken serious. Uh, there are so many cases, my, myself, particularly, my, myself particularly, where I've opened in free state, where we have not uh, had a, a breakthrough. Not even a single case, but I can tell you of more than 10 cases that I've opened and cases of a serious crime in nature in this province of free state. So we have a serious problem also with those law enforcement agencies which are supposed to enforce law. Uh, they are not enforcing law as expected of them, but will continue to expose corruption whenever it raises ugly head. We'll continue to open cases where it's possible. We'll, some other cases where uh, after studying uh, using our legal representatives, if they guide that we take some of those cases to court, we'll definitely to do so. We'll definitely do so. And one of those cases that we're going to take to court very soon is that oh. one of um, third parties. You have an elder person who's 75 uh, of years who's continuing to work for municipality of Mafube, uh, the old man can resign. If he's to resign, because pension. So we're going to take some of these cases, including that one, to courts, to courts of laws, 
so that they can uh, pronounce themselves on these things. We must, at all material times, force consequence management. Even on this one of uh -huh. 600,000, we'll, 600 million, we'll continue to fight to a bitter end in ensuring that there be consequence okay. management on those who have taken money of the department without spending it back to uh, coffers of treasury, yeah. where treasury will take it to other provinces which are performing better than us. Thank you very much. Um, that was very insightful, Mr. Msimang. And like we say, hey, the road to election is going to be interesting in the next coming year. You know, I call it the R26 to election. And yeah, it's quite sad when you see such things happening. But Mr. Msimanga, thank you very much for getting in touch with us and sharing your uh, opinion thank, when it comes to this issue. Thank and you very much, be, my brother. And we will be in touch with you very soon. I know the road to election, uh, it's going to be very interesting. And I know you've got interesting things to tell us. So we will definitely be in touch with you very soon. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say. It's not uh, the last time I, I come on this platform. The possibility no, is that I might, come, I might come again next week uh, uh, with another scandal from human settlement. But it will depend. Uh, I will call you again. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Tatum Simanga. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the Free State Provincial Spokesperson for the EFF, Economic Freedom Front, Mr. Msimanga, and raising very serious concern because if you can check with the Human Settlement Department here in the Free State, it's been surrounded by huge scandals. Started off with the 300 million that was supposed to go to housing developments that disappeared and certain members of the party were accused of having their hands in the cookie jar followed by the 256 asbestos candle that we saw that is attached to the former premier and former secretary general of the ANC, Mr. Isma Khashulu, recently formed his own political party, ACT. And there was another, then there's this now, there's 600 million that has been sent back to treasury because of what Mr. Msimanga also is raising to say there's political issues within the party. They don't, this one doesn't want to find the other person's hand in the cookie jar, so let's rather close the cookie jar. When you close the cookie jar, what happens? The society struggles. Asbestos roofs were supposed to have been removed. It didn't happen. Housing, Free State has a huge backlog in terms of housing. It has stopped a long time ago. I don't know now when was the last time I heard RDP houses that are being handed over. They've just been completed. It's been a dry season, you know. And if you look into the free state right now, our province is very dry. It's dry. It's becoming even worse. And the thing is that there is no one to hold accountable because when you speak to people that are in power in certain offices, they tend to point fingers. One, one will point a finger at an HOD. One will point a finger at the chief director. The other one will point at the MEC. The other one will point at the premier. When are we going to get to reach a point in life where we can't point fingers? And we're forgetting one thing. If you point one finger, there's three more that are facing a Jew. So the question is, when, if you are pointing fingers at other people, what about yourself? Why can't we, as our own leaders, take the responsibility to take accountability? I mean, like 600 million being sent back to Treasury, unspent. And there's people sitting at home, we're all crying about unemployment rate. We're sitting at about 36 to 37% in the free state. 
that is bad. That is bad completely. And that is pure, pure lack of leadership. That is pure lack of management. And the saddest thing is that I cannot point a finger at anyone right now because I need them to come on this platform and defend themselves. Hopefully one day we can get to have a conversation with uh, the MEC for Human Settlement, the Temak Women, to come and actually tell us what about you are sitting with 600 million that is going back to treasury because you didn't want to build houses. Is it a decision that you took as a collective to say, no, we're not building any houses now. Let's just rather take this money, go back. And we also need to have a conversation with the premier also because now the Makufa didn't happen. Uh, there was 25 million rent from sports and arts and culture that was sent back to treasury. Now you have 600 million that is being sent back. Now we need to start questioning for it. These departments and these MECs and HODs and chief directors and, and CFOs, what is it that they are doing? Why is it that when they are looking for jobs, they are out there putting up their hands and saying, yeah, no, now I want to take over our promise. They took us, they took an oath when they were sworn in into office to, I swear I will deliver and live by the word. I don't know what the oath says, but I know they took an oath. They had their right hand up. Now, now you get your hand stuck in the cookie jar. Now you don't want to be exposed. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, it's it's what I think of it. But it's it's time we start having these uncomfortable conversations with our leaders. You cannot sit in an office as a leader and say you're not prepared to have an uncomfortable conversation, of which you are going to have. But ladies and gentlemen, that was another episode of the current review whereby we're actually talking about politics. But you can join us today later at 2 o'clock, whereby we'll be speaking to the founder and director of Vinimo Events Management. They have an event coming up that they'll be sharing. Uh, it's called uh, The Color of Love 2023. So we will be having a conversation with them at 2 o'clock. Uh, they'll be having a conversation with me and my colleague Tami. And we'll be talking to Vitono Mkoni, who's the chief director and founder of Vino, Vinimo events management you'll be telling us for what what we can expect because hey as much as we talk politics and serious issues we can also take it laid back we speak to artists develop we speak to arts events lifestyle so Luluna, if you want to share about your stories and you want to be you want to interact in our platform you know go to our face social media pages there's communication lines there drop us your things we'll be in touch with you uh, so ladies and gentlemen join us at two o'clock where we'll be live on Central News. And like I say, my name is Tim Hokoze. I'm the youth in Dala. I'm your boy. As much as we call ourselves the youth in Dala, I'm still young and so. And we'll be in touch with you at 2 o'clock. So we out. Let me go and enjoy my birthday.